Pegasus Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Martin Garcia and Darian Clark. Oh, yeah. Again in the beginning. Yeah, right. That was good. All right. Um, man, what a time to be alive for uh, Rangers fans around the world. Wasn't uh, ready for that, but uh, all right. That's Let's a, go. That's a good way to wake up in the morning. Let's go. Um, uh, man, what a what a game that was yesterday, dude. Yes, what a beautiful outing. A bet. There's no better way to enter the World Series for your Texas baseball Rangers than to beat the Houston Astros in a seven game series. <laughs> it brought my heart so much joy. I mean, obviously, my blood pressure levels were. Out of control for the past week, but um, they're doing fine now. And um, yes, we are headed to the World Series. Third Sorry. time in franchise history. Um, I didn't even, dude, I don't have like a way to even look at the game. <laughs> like I don't have cable. I don't have any streaming <laughs> service like that. So we were in the middle of watching TV and uh, Natalie was like, um, so the score is like, 10-2 right now and i'm like what score and she's like or, or she's like the rangers and i'm like who's up and she's like well the rangers are up and i'm like holy all right let's not talk about it don't jinx it don't do anything like that we're good let's just keep watching tv and we'll see how it <laughs> yeah, ends right you can't change anything right like, yeah right whatever you're wearing wherever you're sitting yeah. you're drinking keep drinking it yeah. yeah yeah i was like we can't do anything to throw this off yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll go into a lot more of that later on. I'm sure Darian's got a lot to say about that and uh, what to look forward to. I do. Um, for <laughs> for Friday's game. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with the question of the day. Um, I came up with this one. I kind of saw it somewhere else, but I was like, I think this is pretty interesting. So let's go ahead and ask it on the uh, on the pod. Do it. So how do you pronounce these words? Okay. Data or data? Neither or neither, and then kind of vice versa, uh, either or either. Okay. Uh, and then you put some other ones on here. Yeah, I just I thought we can just keep going with it if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to just go down each one? Yeah, just, you want to just, let's just each just do the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see if how different we are. Okay. All right? All right. You go first. Well, the first, for me, I, I'm pretty sure I say data. Yeah. Those, those first three that you put were good because like, I want to say I, I may switch back and forth. I think so, too. I think I switch back and forth, too. But I think a majority of the time I'm saying data. You're saying data? Yeah. Okay. I think majority of the time I'm saying data. <laughs> data? Yeah. But data, I feel like data. sometimes like I'll say data. I'm like, what? that was kind of weird. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I guess when I think of it, I, like database, I always say database. I don't say database. Oh, I know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Neither. I feel like I say neither more often. I say neither. You say neither. Yeah. But and the, I don't know. And I'm starting to feel, I the more I say it, the more <laughs> I realize, you know, I don't think this is working out. Um, so, but I definitely say neither, uh, neither and yeah. I say either. Yeah. For those two. Man, I'm just, just like, trying to like, yeah. it, and it's hard because when you ask these questions, of course you start to think and you yeah. don't, it doesn't just like come off the cuff. Yeah. But I definitely say neither and, and uh, either. I think what? I go neither either on both. I think I'm the same way on both. You're a neither either? Yeah, but I but on the either and either, I, I feel like those are closer to 50-50. Yeah. Like for some reason, I'll slip out an either every once in a while. 
slip out of neither <laughs> when you're feeling fancy just yeah. be like ah neither one of those <laughs> yeah right um crayon i don't oh okay crayon some people say crown crown yeah nah that's <laughs> definitely not yeah. right i know that yeah, I, it's, it's I crayon. crayon yeah 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 you gotta have the y in there Crayon, and then at, it's funny that you just put this word up because uh, I just had this conversation with somebody at work today. I say pecan. Yeah, I'm with you. Pecan. And someone I heard today was like pecan. Nope. I'm like pecan. What? It's <laughs> definitely not how you say it. And it's pecan. Yep. Uh, realtor. I I feel like I flip back and forth with realtor and realtor. Oh, okay. You know, some okay. people like emphasize that L in there. Yeah. You know, not just like a real tour. You know, like yeah. realtor. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I say realtor more often. I definitely say realtor more. Yeah, yeah. Um, picture or pitcher? <laughs> a pitcher of water? Yeah. Like that's all I can hear. No, it's definitely picture. Yeah, that C though. If you say it quick, it sounds almost like picture. Picture, picture, Pikachu. Um, tour? Say tour? No, I do not say tour. Tour. I say yeah. tour. Yeah. Um. Oh, this, this one's a, a good one. This one's tough. Uh, it's weird because I'll say route. Yeah. But I'll say route for like route 66. Yeah, right. Because that just sounds better. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like American. Yeah. <laughs> but what if you put 44 on there? How are you saying it? Route 44. Yeah. Route 44. <laughs> no, I think I say route 44. <laughs> you bring up Sonic drinks in right. this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely say route, except for when I say Route 66. You got to say Route 66. So if, if there's something following it, you say route. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, what's yeah, the yeah. route? Yeah. This is the route? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, This one. Coupon. I say coupon. No, I say coupon. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro. Where's the Q, dog? There's no Q in there. Uh, I say coupon. I know this has been back and forth. I think in the friend group overall, I think we've all said it differently. Yeah. Coupon and coupon. I remember I was bringing this up a couple of years ago too. A couple. I mean, several. Yeah, right. Um, Jewelry. How'd you say it? Jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah. I just say jewelry. <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> jewelry. That's too much word like jewelry. Hey, dude, you're like erasing letters. I mean, yeah, you're erasing letters in there. I say jewelry. I, How do you say it? Jewelry. Jewelry? Yeah. Okay. I say, I say each. No, I do not discriminate against any of these letters. That's just so un-Texan. You added a, a syllable, like jewel, jewelry. It's just jewel, jewelry. I say jewel, and then the R gets its own er, and you, then the but Y like, gets its own. You put like an E after the L. <laughs> jewelry. Yeah, right. No, You're putting the R one. is the er. <laughs> Right, I have it too, though. Jewelry, <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> it just kind of flows. How do you say the little smoke thing? Vape? No, the brand that kind of got in hot, hot water. Oh, Jewel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's J U L J U U L. Oh yeah, there's Jewel. two U's in there. Yeah, that's right. That's a Jewel. <laughs> man, that's a good I'm one. Probably, I shouldn't be doing this, man. Now I'm gonna get self conscious <laughs> about how I'm saying all my words. I already got. <laughs> messed up this past weekend we were having game uh like game night with some friends and we were playing this one game and my clue was tie and someone asked me they were like oh well how do you spell it and i just like went into a huge like brain fart it's like i had flash you know those uh 
funny gifs where it's like flashbacks of like World War II. Yeah. That's what it felt like in my mind. I was like, <laughs> how do you spell Thai? I don't even know how to spell Thai. I just lost it all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> well, I say jewelry. Well, let's skip this one. What, what do you say for the, the one that starts with a G? I say gif. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean the the other G, like just skip envelope. Oh, okay. What do you say for that one? Skip what? Envelope. <laughs> envelope you say envelope i say envelope what in the world <laughs> owen <laughs> <laughs> owen yeah i definitely say envelope okay okay but yeah what do you say for the next one groceries okay how, how yeah. have you heard it well i i've heard people just take out the e like like just say groceries or some people say groceries it's like it's like it's g-r-o-s-h-r oh, groceries that's how i say it groceries, groceries yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, some people say groceries. Oh, groceries. Like, like, emphasize that E in yeah, the middle. Yeah. Just Can like I'm emphasizing the R in jewelry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is funny because this next one is funny because pi- Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I, that's how I've always heard that word pronounced. And I thought that that was something totally different. Now, mind you, I haven't really seen any of those movies and that I can think of like willingly. Yeah. So I never really paid attention to it, but it's Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I think it's one of those like route words, you know, it just depends yeah. on what you're saying it with. Yeah. Is how you're going to say it. Because I say Caribbean. Yeah, I definitely say the but Caribbean. if I'm referring to the Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm saying Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, Caribbean, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, why do we do that? That makes no sense. Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> Caribbean. <laughs> um, ooh. Yeah. How do you say this one? Drawer. Okay. You don't say drawer. Drawer. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. Enough hatred over there. No, no, I, I say, say drawer. drawer. I say drawer. Like, just throw out the syllables. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like jewelry. I just say jewelry. Drawer. Jewelry. You know? I'm going to keep going back to that, bro. Um, Poem? I don't think I've ever heard any other Just like poem? Yeah. Oh, poem? Yeah. Like, just slurred all into yeah. one? Yeah. Or you can emphasize E in there. Poem? I say poem. I think so too. I it, it might just be sometimes where I'm like throwing it all together, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I say poem. Yeah. And then a gif. Yeah, I say gif too. And if anyone says gif, what are you doing? Eating peanut butter? <laughs> yeah, right. Because sure. uh, I have no idea. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, GIF is a uh, gif. Right? Yeah. And add a T in there. What does it spell? At the very end, it spells gift. So you take the T yep. out. What does it spell? Or how go. do you say it? Gif. Good way to put it. Anyways. All right. That was a heated, long QOTD. Yeah, that was good, though. But I'm I here liked for it. it. You put some really good ones in there. That <laughs> yeah. was good. But uh, I think the neither either is this the, that's the biggest one that everybody yeah. mixes up. Yeah. I think that one, yeah, like you said, everyone just constantly is changing it. Yeah. I don't think you can meet a person that would say, no, all I say is neither or all I say is neither. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you do, you're an AI robot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All sure, right. Um, so Halloween is this weekend. Yeah. You doing anything? You guys going uh, trick or treating, trunk or treating? Yeah, we uh, we do have a trunk or treat event at our church that we nice. take part in every year. We will be doing that, and you know, just opportunity for the girls to dress up. Yeah. And get some free candy for the pops. Come got, on, yeah, right. Share it on, girly. <laughs> this is the only way to do it. Um, uh, you guys have like a family costume going on, or just no, the kids? not this year. No, just just the girls have got got the costumes going. Um, 
Sutton's going as a butterfly. She wanted like big wings. Oh, gee. And Sadie's going as an angel. Okay. Because we always call her Angel Baby because she's such a good baby. Yeah. So hey, an hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So we're we're looking forward to it. What about y'all? Nice. Anything fun? Um, no, I know um Adelie's got an event, a trick or a trunk or treating event. Um, but other than that, I don't think we're gonna be doing much. Nice. Um, and then a family member, we do have a quinceanera to go to on Saturday, so nice. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't think we're doing anything. We'll probably buy a big bag of candy and just eat it ourselves. Right. <laughs> um, we don't, I feel bad. We don't have any decorations out. We got pumpkins that we were supposed to paint, but didn't end up painting. So we just ended up putting them outside <laughs> in the front door. Yeah. Um, but some, a funny story, our neighbors, um, to the side of us, they have Halloween decorations up and he's got that 10 foot, uh, skeleton yeah, those giant that skeletons. you've seen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, the dudes put it up for like three days in the beginning of the month when we had those storms come by where mm-hmm. we had that tornado watch. Mm-hmm. His, <laughs> I'm leaving for work the next day and the skeleton is just like face planted into his lawn. <laughs> and I caught up with him and he was talking to me about it. He was like, yeah, man, I had that thing up for three days. It cost me X amount of dollars. And he was like, the base of the skeleton is bent. Oh. Like completely bent. Dang, that's a bummer. Yeah, he put it back up. He found a different way to put it up. And I was like, you should have it to where it's like only the torso is on the ground. So it looks like it's coming from underground. Oh, yeah. And uh, But he ended up putting it completely together and and all the way back up again. It It was pretty funny. But yeah, we don't have any decorations. We don't know if anyone will stop by. I'm sure... Well, we won't be home on Saturday, so I hope no one stops by because no one's going to answer. Yeah. Well, Halloween's on Tuesday, so maybe that's when the actual trick-or-treating may happen. Yeah, on maybe. At night, but yeah. We'll probably have some candy just in case. Yeah. Up on deck. But with that being said, uh, Halloween is uh, next week, and we thought we'd bring you guys a Halloween episode. And of course, with this being the Red Pegasus podcast, uh, a lot of these uh, ghost stories that we have are going to be centered around some of the uh, Texas cities and towns that you might come across or maybe even heard of. Um, I'll go ahead and go first, and then you could take the next one, yeah? Yeah, sounds good. All right, I think we have some uh, Halloween music uh, just to make this a little more s- scary. <laughs> All right, uh, the Baker Hotel... A historic landmark. Mm. Let me adjust this microphone real quick. I recently just drove past this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going nice. to Possum Kingdom Lake. This place is crazy. Looking. Yeah? Yes. It's huge. Uh, then do you want to say it since you already passed by? I mean... You can you can describe it better okay, than I sure. can, so go ahead. Well, first of all, it's under construction right now. It looks like they're remodeling it. So oh, that, really? It's all vacant right now and empty, yeah. so it makes it even look, even look creepier. <laughs> but yeah, the... The architecture of this place is just like really like specific and finite and just like beautiful. Yeah. And it's like 20 stories tall in this random small town. Yeah. So it's like a huge building that I guess used to be used, which I'm sure we'll get into in a minute, but used to be used for like um, oil, like people Uh, visiting for like oil and they would just stay there. Yeah. But yeah, this place is like huge and like, yeah, it just looks like a, like an old historic hotel that is haunted. Huh. But yeah, the Baker Hotel, a historic landmark in Mineral Wells, Texas, dating back to 1929. 
It was a luxurious hotel famous for its mineral springs and spa treatments. Over the years, the hotel welcomed notable guests including celebrities and political figures, and it became a center of social and cultural events in Texas. The Lady in White The most famous ghostly presence in the Baker Hotel is the Lady in White. A special apparition often seen by visitors and staff, the legend tells the story of a beautiful young woman who checked into the Baker Hotel on her honeymoon night. Tragically, her husband was killed in a car accident shortly after their arrival. Heartbroken and despondent, the lady remained in her room, number 506, for weeks. She would often be seen in her white wedding dress, staring out of her window and wandering the hallways at night. Tragically, one evening, she leaped from her window to her death, falling to the ground below. Her spirit is said to still wander the hotel, particularly in room 506 and the hallways appearing as a ghostly lady in a white gown. Some paranormal activity that has been seen um, in and around the hotel since. The Baker Hotel is said to be a hub of paranormal activity. Visitors have reported hearing strange noises such as disembodied footsteps and whispers coming from empty corridors. Guests staying in room 506 have claimed to experience encounters with the lady in white, describing the chilling feeling of being watched and sometimes even sighting her apparition. Other accounts include doors slamming shut by themselves, lights flickering, and objects moving on their own. (laughs) They do have ghost tours, so go check it out in Mineral Wells. The Baker Hotel, despite being closed for many years, is a point of fascination for paranormal enthusiasts. Efforts have been made to restore and preserve this historic structure. The hotel now offers guided ghost tours, allowing visitors to explore the haunted history of the Baker Hotel and perhaps have their own encounters with the Lady in White. The Baker Hotel's Lady in White is one of the most famous and enduring ghost stories in Texas. The tale of a grieving bride who met a tragic end continues to capture the imagination of those intrigued by the paranormal, making the Baker Hotel a must-visit for ghost hunters and history enthusiasts alike. Man. Oh. Got chills just uh, listening to you uh, (laughs) talk about it. Dude, that's crazy. Man. Um... So you guys didn't necessarily go in because you said it was under construction. Is the whole building under construction or just certain floors? the whole building. They had like a fence around it saying what's about to come as part of their renovation project. Oh, okay, okay. But people were there taking pictures of it, filming things. Like you can tell like it's a a go-to spot. Like it's a must-visit site. So yeah, Um, if you ever find yourself west of Fort Worth – just drive through Mineral Wells. Yeah. The whole town just has this kind of like creepy facade about it. Like it's like very old, rundown. A lot of it's like abandoned. Yeah. And uh, this hotel is definitely part it's of that. perfect place for yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, it's it's creepy looking. <laughs> oh, man. You can uh, kind of see in, inside some of the windows of the hotel, like busted yeah. glass, empty, vacant hallways, rooms. And at the top, there's you like- see the lady in white? Yeah, right. <laughs> the top, there's like those like- Gargoyles? Oh, yeah, Gargoyles? Yeah. Gargoyles? What is it? Oh, here Talk we go. Talk about words. Again, <laughs> Gargoyles? Yeah, yeah. They're like on each corner and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it just like, yeah. Oh, dude. Screams the scary. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right. So next one that we have, the ghost of the Alamo. Of course, you can't, you can't forget about that. Oh, yeah. Got to remember the Alamo. Uh, the Battle of the Alamo, which took place in 1836 during the Texas Revolution, is one of the most iconic and well-documented events in American history. 
The story of the Alamo is intertwined with a legendary and enduring tale of ghosts that are said to haunt the historic site known as the Ghost of the Alamo. <laughs> These uh, spectacle apparitions are believed by many to be the spirits of the fallen defenders of the Alamo. According to legend, some of the defenders' spirits linger on at the Alamo. Mm. The most famous of these apparitions is said to be that of a young boy named James Allen, who was the nephew of one of the defenders and witnessed the battle from the safety of a nearby house. Whoa. James Allen, <laughs> that was a perfect strike out there. <laughs> nice thunder effect. Hopefully that <laughs> mic picked it up. Um, or where was it? James Allen is said to have been killed during the battle and is often described as a spectacular spectral figure and clothing typical of the era with a wide-brimmed hat. Other ghosts at the Alamo are believed to be the spirits of the fallen defenders themselves. These spectral soldiers are said to patrol the grounds, keeping keeping a vigilant watch over the historic site. It's believed that they continue to stand guard in death as they did in life to protect the memory of the Alamo and its significance in Texas history. Visitors to the Alamo have reported various ghostly encounters over the years. These experiences often involve hearing footsteps, seeing shadowy figures, and feeling a sense of unease or the presence of something otherworldly. The most commonly reported paranormal activity occurs at night when the site is closed to the public, making the legend of the Alamo's ghost even more compelling. I didn't get that when I when I saw the Alamo. I didn't either. When I went to go visit the Alamo. Yeah. I guess this is definitely one of those um, uh, at night things. Like yeah. maybe if you're kind of like in the area and you're kind of looking towards the Alamo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't necessarily get any of <laughs> yeah any spooky vibes from it. I didn't either. I've, and I've been there many times. I don't know. I think I just I don't. I think I pre- I approach it with like pride and like reverence. Yeah. You know, like. This is That's pretty cool. That's definitely the like, sense that I got or yeah. the feeling that I had. But I don't know. Maybe if I approach it with that perspective, I'll, I'll maybe be more inclined to see or hear or feel things yeah. like this. But I don't know. Interesting. It makes sense, though. Especially the story with uh, James Allen. Yeah. The little kid. Witnessed it from a nearby house. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, the nephew of one of the defenders. Yeah, I can't imagine. <clears throat> yeah. What a time. The next one on here is the famous Marfa Lights. Um, little plug here. Paul Cawthon has a song named Marfa Lights, so okay. check it out. It's like a little spooky feel. <laughs> the Marfa Lights are one of the most famous and enduring mysteries in the world of paranormal phenomena. Located near Marfa, Texas, these enigmatic lights have puzzled and captivated observers for well over a century. The Marfa Lights are often described as floating, hovering, or darting balls of light that appear in the night sky in the desolate desert and region of West Texas. They can be seen from a viewing area known as the Marfa Lights Viewing Center, located just east of Marfa along US Route 67. Route 67? <laughs> Route. The lights usually appear randomly and can vary in size, brightness, and color, with some witnesses describing them as white, blue, red, or other hues. Numerous theories and explanations have been put forth over the years, but the origin of the Marfa Lights remains unexplained. Some of the common hypotheses include atmospheric conditions. Skeptics suggest that the lights may be caused by unusual atmospheric conditions such as a temperature inversion, 
that bend and refract distant light sources like car headlights or campfires creating the appearance of mysterious lights. Others include ghost lights. Local folklore and legend attribute the lights to the spirits of fallen Native American warriors or Spanish conquistadors. These ghostly interpretations add to the mystique of the phenomenon. Um, another one is earthquake lights. Some researchers, have some researchers have proposed that the Marfa lights might be related to geological activity, particularly the release of stress and energy from the Earth's crust. Similar phenomena known as earthquake lights have been reported in other parts of the world. That's interesting. I never knew there was such a thing. Yeah, me neither. Um, another one is ball lightning. Ball lightning is a rare, unexplained natural phenomenon that involves luminous spherical objects appearing during thunderstorms. Some believe the Marfa lights could be related to a form of ball lightning. Have you seen that before? I haven't. There was a video that was kind of like uh, going around the internet of like this ball of lightning that was crossing over a railroad track. Huh. And I was like, oh, that's got to be fake. But then after doing some research on these stories, that ball of lightning came up. I was like, oh, so it's a real thing. Huh. Okay. I'll have to show you the video. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um, another one is pranksters and hoaxes. Not all sight sightings are genuinely unexplained. Some may be the result of pranksters or distant headlights, which can be misconstrued as something more mysterious due to the vast flat landscape. In the end, the Marfa lights have become a tourist attraction in their own right, drawing visitors from all over the world who hope to witness the mysterious lights for themselves. Marfa, Texas has embraced the phenomenon hosting an annual Marfa Lights Festival and providing a dedicated viewing area for those seeking to catch a glimpse of the, these unexplained and intriguing lights. While various theories exist, the mystery of the Marfa Lights endures, making it one of the most enduring and unexplained phenomena in the realm of the paranormal. That is true. I've been there and there's a huge viewing area. Yeah. People just like sitting there smoking, sitting in their camping chairs, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. But I mean, I sat there for me 30 minutes and didn't see a thing. Nothing. Yeah. So just hop right back on the highway and head on. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing, but yeah. I don't know. I think people just like overanalyze it over <laughs> trying definitely. to like, you know, I want to see something. Aliens or something. Yeah, right. Probably most likely. <laughs> okay. We want to take a moment just to recognize one of our sponsors. That is Crossbar Soccer and Beer in Richardson, Texas, uh, where you chill and play every day. Uh, they are gracious enough to host us in their studio space here on site. And so we are super thankful for them. If you ever wanted a spot just to come hang with the friends, come hang with the family, Crossbar is definitely a good spot for that. Not only is it a good spot for playing indoor soccer in the AC during the hot summer months, or the cool winter months. Um, it is a good spot also for drinking some of the best beers featured across our beautiful Metroplex. Um, they have TVs to watch whatever you like. Usually sports are on, but they take wrecks. Um, they have video games to play. FIFA tournaments are often going on here. As well as lawn games like cornhole and spike ball and things like that. So... Uh, lots of fun to do here, uh, but mainly hanging around friends and family is the big and best part about it all. Uh, not only do we tell you to come here, but places like Fox 4, Dallas Morning News, and Dallas Sites have told you as well. So come on over, check them out, watch, uh, be involved in watch parties uh, for sports, and come play some indoor soccer and drink some good beer. You can follow them on Facebook and YouTube at Crossbar Soccer and Beer. 
or on Instagram or TikTok, crossbar.dallas. Or you can just go to their website, crossbardallas.com, to find out more, including men's and co-ed leagues and other things like that. So check them out if you haven't already. Um, beyond that, you can follow the Red Pegasus podcast on f- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search up Red Pegasus Pod and you'll find it no problem. Uh, merch is still available and the link is located in all of our bios via Teespring. We're thankful for them for hosting our site for that. Don't forget to rate, review, download the podcast wherever you listen. And um, be sure and just murder those buttons and keep up with us. Share it with your friends and family. The best form of advertising is word of mouth. So please take part in that as well. We are thankful for you all taking the time to listen to this. Now, back to the show. All right. So for some of you uh, out there who are really into some of this stuff and want to get creeped out and scared because you're weird and crazy, um, there are some ghost attractions that you can visit across the state. Um, These are only two of the many that are out there. Um, I think a lot of people know about this one. I've heard people talk about it. I think we might have talked about it before. The Ghost Tracks in San Antonio. Uh, This legend uh, revolves around a set of railroad tracks in San Antonio where it said that a school bus full of children was hit by a train, resulting in a tragic accident. The story goes that if you park your car on the tracks and sprinkle it with uh, baby powder, the ghosts of the children will push your car to safety. Mm. And you can, like, see the prints on your car, um, like, as if someone was pushing it. Yeah, I talked about this with somebody before, um, and I was like, that is crazy and something that i would want to do with like a group of people <laughs> right, not yeah. just alone right um but yeah that that one i've heard before the ghost tracks over in san antonio interesting another one i have here is la llorona yes sir it's in various locations the legend of la llorona the weeping woman is a widespread ghost story with variations throughout texas and the american southwest She is said to be the spirit of a woman who drowned her children and is condemned to roam near bodies of water, crying out for her lost offspring. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) There used to be like, um, you know, some families have nursery rhymes to help their kids go to bed. Right. And a lot of Hispanic parents would just say, you want me to go get the La Llorona? You want her to come (laughs) over here? Huh? And you're just like, no, no, no. Okay, I'm going to bed. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's how uh, Hispanic parents uh, put down their kids. Um, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I have some in Dallas. Want to hit these real quick, Martin? Oh yeah. Um, there's a Dallas Terrors Ghost Tour by U.S. Ghost Adventures. Goes all around downtown Dallas, Deep Ellum, and just like, oh, okay. talks about a lot of the history and some of maybe the potentially haunted places. Yeah. In and around Dallas, there is a haunted Dallas ghost and pub walking tour. That again, cool. go around Dallas, but more on the emphasis on drinking. <laughs> um, and then there's a haunted Dallas all ages walking tour. It will just take you down the the history of um, local phenomenal phenomenon places around the area. Cool. And then there's some in Fort Worth too, just the hauntings of the Wild West, the Cowtown Ghost. Um, uh, and the Fort Worth Stockyards Ghost and Pub Walking Tour. So just something to add if you want to help get in the spirit this weekend and into the Halloween holiday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that I came across was the uh, Stockyards Ghost Tours. I was like, ooh, I bet that one would be pretty interesting. 
For the first time since 2011, the Rangers are going to the World Series after having six consecutive losing seasons. They are the champions of the American League toppling the Houston Astros. What an amazing year this has been. All right. We're starting off the sports section with me, and you know that that is messed up. Uh, usually, I just sit back and relax while Darian talks about this stuff, but I know he's got too much to say about the Rangers, so I just want to maybe take a little bit of the uh, sports spotlight away from, from him real quick. Uh, Shakari Richardson. Might remember her. We've talked about her before. She was on her way to the Olympics, and then just chaos fell uh, when she got drug tested and uh, what was positive for pot. Yeah, um, but she is not letting that uh, get in her way from killing it out there in the track and field. She's setting records. She's beating yeah, old uh, world record holders, and uh, she's continuing to progress to greatness. Uh, Shakari gets a track named after her uh, from DISD. Oh wow! Thursday night, which was uh, October nineteenth, the district's board of trustees voted to name the track and field at John Kincaid Stadium after the track and field star athlete. Uh, she's a twenty-three-year-old Dallas native, and um, she actually ran at this field during her time there at uh, Dallas ISD in a uh, Carter High School. Uh, Richardson went on to compete for the LSU Lady Tigers track and field team in two thousand eighteen and twenty or. Uh, yeah, 2018 and 2019. Uh, in August, uh, Richardson ran the 100 meter in 10.65 seconds at the World Championships in Budapest, officially making her the fastest woman in the world. From nowhere in lane nine, it's an incredible performance from Shikari Richardson. Richardson came through like a rocket in lane nine, her first global final, and she tastes gold. The iconic five times champion was stunned. 10.65. That is outstanding. Richardson has stormed, stormed to the women's title. Uh, what a comeback story that was. And just in time for the build up to the Paris Olympics, which starts in July of 2024. Yep. Man. So congrats to her. I bet that's an awesome feeling, especially just like. Her running on that field and then having the track named after her. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be great. So congrats to her. She's doing some awesome things. And that's cool. I hope she continues to put Dallas on the spot. Yeah. And I love that she's still honored despite her, you know, little mistakes here in life. Yeah. Definitely. Obviously, that was like a minor setback for a major comeback. Yeah. She's going to be a, a force to wreck with when this Olympics come back around. So seriously, and hopefully she can continue at that into the olympics whenever they're here in 2028 so yeah that would be, be dope cool. would um be cool. i i just was like uh looking at a video of uh, one of her races and it's just crazy you know how they have that camera that's right on the side of the track and it just like follows them uh-huh. and it's just so crazy like seeing her run dude it's like she's not even trying honestly <laughs> right. like her her head is like completely stable it's still it's like not moving and all you see are her hands and her and her legs just like going at it i'm like man this chick she is she's killing it so congrats to her that's awesome news and um big accomplishment there heck yeah dude good for her man and dallas is own she wears it on her sleeve too i love it yeah all right all right darian let's go what, do, right. what do you yeah, have yeah. come on i guess i guess we're uh, us in suspense we're going to the World Series! 
Woo! <laughs> yes, your Texas baseball Rangers are headed to the 2023 World Series. At the time of this recording, though, we don't know who their opponent is. Yep. But uh, when this releases on the Friday, which is game one of the World Series, we will know who their opponent is. It is either the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, the Phillies are playing at home, so I think it will be them, um, which they are the better team, at least on paper. Oh, okay. Diamondbacks are a little younger. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are – this is the a new scene to them, so – Game seven may uh, catch them on their heels because of that. And so I imagine it'll be the Phillies, but if it is Diamondbacks, better for us because they're the lesser team, you know? So Yeah, I was about to say, we'll I kind of want the Diamondbacks yeah. to win. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, all signs are pointing for uh, the Rangers to be the favorite. They definitely have home field advantage through it all. Nice. So they have four out of the possible seven games at home. Ooh. Um, like I mentioned, the game one is Friday night at 7.03 p.m. First pitch. Ooh, got to make sure you get that 7.03 in yes, there. Yes. And uh, game two will be the following day, 7.03 on Saturday. And then they take a day for travel. They'll travel to the away team, and game three will be on Monday at noon. Is that right? That's mm. interesting. A lot of people are going to be calling out sick that day. All the away games are at noon. I don't know if that's right. That may just be like a placeholder because they're waiting to see who wins. Oh. But the game, sense. regardless, the games will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are their away games. Uh, because games three, four, and five are are on the road. And then you finish back at home at games six and seven. Yeah. Which will be the following Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th. And those will be at 7.03 p.m. Okay. So, yeah. Very exciting time to be a Texas Rangers fan, knocking off the Houston Astros. And thinking back, I can't think outside of the Mavericks championship for this city in the last 30 years, I can't think of a more gratifying postseason win than to knock off the rival Houston Astros. I know, dude. Like, what a feeling. <laughs> yeah, dude. That what a felt, feeling. That felt, that felt so With good. With all their cheating and everything. Yeah. Still got to them. Just hand it to them the way it needs to be. Um, game seven, 11 to three win. Dude, they just went off, man. Crazy. Love to see it. Seriously. Like I said, when, uh, Natalie was like, the score is 10 to two and I'm like, okay, well, but who is up? Like, you didn't tell me who's up. She's like the Rangers. I'm like, holy crap. They're like dominating right now. <laughs> Adolis Garcia set the postseason record in a series for RBIs runs batted in. Okay. With 15. No Dang. player in the history of the MLB has batted in that many runs in a postseason series. And he, because of that, got the MVP of the ALCS. Much deserved. Yes. Dude is on fire. Nice. Every time he stepped up to the plate, because he was the guy that got hit in game five. Yeah. And he, oh, and got, rushed he got the, the catcher's face yeah, yeah, and yeah. the bench is cleared. Uh-huh. And so ever since that, there's just been a lot of like tension. Yeah. But ever since that happened, that dude caught fire. Nice. Yeah, he hit a grand slam in game six to close that <laughs> and then came back and hit two home runs in game seven. And, yeah, he's just on fire and picking the right time to do it. So, yeah. Definitely. Good good guy to have on our side, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, they're in the World Series, and we will uh, follow along with that, of course, and have your updates as they come. So, here we go, Rangers. Here we go.
in case you're wanting to maybe attend some of these games, um, can no longer buy tickets from the Rangers website. Oh, I imagine. They are sold out. So your next best bet is like SeatGeek or any of those other ones. Um, 488 bucks for that, the standing that, room only. Oh, that's what they start at. Uh, and then if you're wanting some really good seats, you can expect to pay close to 3000 Like Whoa. if you're wanting some of the lower level seats. Um I'm seeing some 518, 510, 800, Ooh, 700, 5,000. That's crazy. Right, right uh, near home plate. Uh, so, yeah, you might just uh, be better off uh, watching it at home. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. But once in a lifetime experience. True. If you're that hardcore, go True. for it. But, man, I wouldn't be doing that. And I'm, I consider myself a hardcore fan. But yeah. Oh, actually, another thing. I don't think I shared this with you because I wanted to wait and tell you in person. But a, f- a cousin of mine, his brother, caught a baseball at the Rangers game during, the, during this uh, whole series with uh, Astros. Really? Yeah. What are the odds of that? Right. Good grief. I'll have to show you the picture after. But, yeah, he caught the baseball. I was like, holy smokes. Cool. I cannot believe that happened. Was it a home run or a foul ball? Or do you know? Uh, I think it was a home run. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he was on TV. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Darian and I were scouring the uh, city to uh, yes. find us some newspapers. The newspaper for today. We got it. Uh, ready for the world. Uh, 2023 World Series game one on Friday in Arlington. It's a picture of Josh Young and who's yeah. he hugging? Garcia. Okay. Picture of Josh Young hugging it out with Garcia as they took game seven against the Houston Trastros, Asterisks, <laughs> Astros, whatever you want to call them. All of the above other than <laughs> their actual names. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, felt good. Go Rangers. Yes, sir. Uh, any other news? Sports news. We have baseball starting today or uh, basketball. Yeah, basketball is is a uh, you know right around the corner. Um, yeah, NBA officially kicked off Tuesday this week, and I think the Mavs' opening game was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday against Spurs. Okay. So NBA is kicking off. NFL's in full swing. NHL just kicked off. FC Dallas are in the playoffs. Okay. They did the unthinkable. They nice. won out. Beat LA Galaxy 4-1 to one to clinch playoffs. Holy smokes, okay. They got the last seed, so not much hope, but hey, they're in. Yeah. Anything can happen. Nice. Uh, yeah. Look at that. It's a great day to be a uh, Texas uh, sports fan. Sure I is. I think. I don't, I don't know about some of the other teams that are out there, but yeah. All right. Um, um, wrapping it up with some Suggs and Rex. Um. Wanted to bring to the table Noah Khan. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about him on here before. I don't think so. Um, Natalie's a pretty big fan of him. She's been listening to a lot of his music. Um, tried to show me some of it. And I'm just like that person where if I want to listen to like folk music or um, indie, like I kind of have to be in a certain mindset or a certain mood to yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she showed me this one. is probably one of the most popular ones. Uh, Dial Drunk. Um, he has an original one and then he has one that's featuring Post Malone. Uh, that's a good one to listen to. Uh, I, I like it. I think we're going to his concert sometime next year. I know he, did he sell out the American Airlines Center? I think so. Yeah. It looked so like it. Just recently, uh, came and stopped by through Dallas and, uh, sold out the stadium, a huge stadium. 
Yeah. Uh, so congrats to him. But uh, definitely check it out. Dial Drunk by Noah Khan in case you haven't um, heard that one yet. What do you got to the table? Well, what are you bringing? Mine's a little long, but I'll keep it as short as possible. Um, okay. I think I've mentioned reading this book before, maybe a few episodes back, like last year or something, but it's called mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. It's a book written by David Grand. Um, it's about the Osage uh, Nation in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They, uh, back in the day, in the early 1900s, bought land from the Cherokee Nation, and turns out it was above tons of oil. So they instantly became the richest um, people group per capita in the world. Wow. Because they they found themselves on all this oil. Yeah. And so white men figured that out. <laughs> and as part of their their nationality, the women get inherited all of the money and all oh, of the assets. Okay. And because of this, white men found that out, left their family to marry into this mm. nation and would murder them and take Holy their- smokes inheritance take their money all their assets yeah and it was known as at the time as one of the and still today one of the greatest like massacres in the history of our nation because of how many people were killed and still don't know where their body is don't know anything about the murder wow um it was actually part of the birth of the fbi is because of this happening okay they would send people down from the northeast and try to figure out you know what happened well fantastic book highly recommend it there's now a movie on it that yes. just released this past weekend. Martin Martin Scorsese um, directed it, so obviously a pretty big name. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Doing wanted to take on this story, and he brought along the way with him Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Lily Gladstone, um, rise up and coming actress. And I hear this is a very stellar performance by her. So I haven't seen it yet. Although I think by the time this recording drops, I might have seen it by now. I, th- I believe it is a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, it's a long one. Um, so, and they're they're saying it's one of Scorsese's best films he's ever created. Wow. They're calling it Leo's performance one of his best performances ever. Him and De Niro bur- both learned the Osage language. Yeah. To put on this role. Nice. And so, <clears throat> a lot of effort, a lot of work, and I think this has been going on for a couple years now, three years in the making. So go check it out if you have the time. That's awesome. Man, that is uh, a crazy and wild story. Um, yeah. I am currently starting Empire of the uh, Killer Moon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that one's about the uh, Comanche okay. tribe. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, I think he's probably got like a whole line of these about the Native American tribes yeah. that were here and what they went through. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So if... I've read like maybe two pages so far. I haven't got too far into it, but if uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is uh, anything like it, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was an intense read. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just the history that's forgotten, you know. Yeah, and the mass amount of injustice that happens to this people group is absolutely uncalled for, you know. And so, um, at least being able to tell their history so that you can better recognize the significance they had to our land and our culture. Yeah. Even a hundred years ago is very um, telling and significant. So highly recommend um, being enlightened by this, but also being entertained by just these uh, pictures that are being released about the peoples. I just think this has really been birthing a lot lately, right? In like Westerns, 
modern day westerns. Yeah, I think Yellowstone has helped it. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff gearing back to focusing on the natives and the Indians. The back struggles. Then. Yeah, for sure. By the way, it's Empire of the Summer Moon. I don't know if that's Empire what I of said. The Summer Moon. Okay. Um, th- I just now discovered the book, and I just uh got the ebook of it, and so. Then I was like, oh, wait, that's not the one about the movie. The movie is about this book and the confusing titles. Anyways, but yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. I definitely want to check out the movie, too. So yeah. let me know how it is. Three hours is a long time, but if it it's is. a good movie, I'm sure it'll fly by. Yeah, true. All right. Um, well, good luck to the Rangers. Go and take it. Um, right? Is that, is that what they're thinking? Go thing and take is? it. Yeah, yeah, go and take it. And uh, hopefully we come back with uh, some... Uh, great updates to that game and to the World Series. Yes, hopefully. Please. Come on, Rangers. <laughs> oh, and Black Puma's released a new album today. Check it oh, out. Nice.